Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. Welcome to our show, where each week we take a deep dive into the regional economy and the people, the companies, and the communities that are helping our region grow. The region has set a goal to improve the region's rank in minority income disparity from the 15th percentile to the 80th percentile by 2025. A number of strategies have been developed to make that happen, including a focus on increasing the number of minority and women-owned businesses in our region. We'll take a closer look at how that strategy is working coming up on Economic Outlook. Hustle South Bend Elkhart is an effort of the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership aimed at helping grow the number of minority women-owned businesses in the region. They've recently graduated their second cohort of the Business Boot Camp aimed toward providing support and assistance to minority and women entrepreneurs across the five-county region. Today we're going to take a closer look at that program and hear from a couple of participants about the important lessons they've learned along the way as they've developed their businesses. Joining us for that conversation are Bethany Hartley, the Chief Strategy Officer of the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership. Aria Miner, the owner of Blessed Images, a hair salon in Granger, and Crystal Lax, the owner of Crystal Clear Recruiting, a staffing agency from South Bend. Just one more note before we get started here at WNIT, we're respecting social distancing by limiting our in-studio crew and wearing masks where appropriate. And as such, we've asked our guests to join us today virtually instead of in person. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and we appreciate you being here. We're going to have a great uh, show today. Uh, Bethany, I want to come your way first a little bit. One, we've had um, you and, and, and others uh, from South and Elkhart Regional Partnership on, but for those maybe who haven't tuned in before, tell us a little bit about uh, the partnership and some of its key objectives. Sure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So the South and Elkhart Regional Partnership serves a five-county region that includes Elkhart, Marshall, and St. Joe counties in Indiana, and Berrien and Cass counties in Michigan. We really focus in our main overarching goal is to increase the per capita personal income of all of our citizens throughout the region by 2025 to at least the national average. We are doing this through five areas of um, initiative areas, one being diversity, equity, and inclusion, one being entrepreneurship with the outward facing brand of Startup South and Elkhart, uh, one being industry growth, another talent attraction and retention, and the final education and workforce. And so um, fortunately, we were able to start a program like Hustle SBE that goes across a couple of our committees, which are both entrepreneurship and diversity, equity, and inclusion. So that's a, a brief overview of our organization. We um, recently received an award from the Lilly Foundation um, to, for $42.4 million to support the LIFT network, which is a, a cross-county network to um, connect higher education and advanced manufacturing. Great, thank you, Bethany, I appreciate that. And thanks for the good work uh, you're doing there. So we're gonna talk about hustle in a, maybe in a minute or so too, but I wanna introduce you to, uh, to a couple of great entrepreneurs and, and hear a little bit more about uh, their story and some of the work that they're doing. Um, I'm gonna start with you first, Aria, Aria Miner uh, from Blessed Images. Uh, so Aria, t tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the business that you're in. Thanks for having me today, Ray. Um, I, I am a stylist and owner at Blessed Images, as you've noted. And my business, I cater from girls as young as six, seven years old. And my oldest client is 94. And um, I, I prefer personally, I call them my diamonds and my pearls. I don't like to call them my clients because we're more like a family here. I've been in business for myself for seven years since 2013. Um, I actually got my paperwork saying that I was a business owner on my birthday. So that was like the greatest gift for myself. 
I've been doing hair for a long time. And when I became legal, when I got my license, it just really, really propelled me into wanting to have my own business so I can serve my community the way that I feel my community needs to be served. Also to be able to give affordable hair and scalp care and spa services in there to my community that we have not really been able to access. And I just, that was just something that was in my heart for a long time. And so I've been, you know, afforded the opportunity to have my business to give that to my community. Great, thank you, Rian. I'm gonna come back to you in just a second to hear more about uh, this story, but I wanna bring uh, Crystal into our conversation as well here. So, so Crystal, also uh, uh, a successful entrepreneur here in our region. Tell us a little bit about uh, Crystal Clear Recruiting and what you're doing there. Thank you so much. Um, well, Crystal Clear Recruiting is a staffing agency that I started about three years ago. And the reason why I started this staffing agency is because I took my own personal experiences. I know most of us, we start off um, early in our careers going through agencies to help us um, navigate our, our careers and get started. So in my experience, I found that I had the education, I had the experience, um, but I wasn't getting the interview. So I started Crystal Clear Recruiting because a lot of times, especially minorities, we have the education, we have the experience, but we're not getting the interview. So one time, um, maybe about two years ago, someone had told me, you just need to be seen. So I thought a light bulb went off. Um, how many of us, especially African Americans, along with other minorities, how many of us have that education, have that experience, and we just need to be seen. So I took that and started Crystal Clear Recruiting about three years ago. Um, but I took it one step further. It's one thing to retain employees, or I'm sorry, recruit employees, but then we have the employer side. How do they retain the employees? So with recruiting, um, I have now also stepped into the employer side, the organization side, to see how we can strengthen business structures, how we can improve diversity and inclusion, how we can improve relationships, strong workplace cultures, um, and figure out how to retain employees. So I am very proud of um, Hustle SBE and very appreciative of the opportunity. Great. Th thanks, Chris. I'm going to stay with you for a, a second here, too. So so this idea of, of being an entrepreneur can be a scary one, uh, you know. And, and I, in fact, I've I've always been a little scared to uh, to go out on my own and, and do this. You saw a need that existed and and, and wanted to go out that and fill it, but it isn't without you know kind of fear or, or trepidation. You know, uh, help help those aspiring entrepreneurs that are watching us today um, understand sort of some of that the the fear factor and and maybe overcoming some of those uh, th that uh, that idea of I'm, I'm going to work from somebody else to I'm going to own this business, be responsible, and, and run this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. While I appreciate while I appreciate corporate America, I often find myself thinking that I had more to offer. I had more to give. I felt like that I had gifts and talents that God had given me that, you know, it really maybe wasn't appreciating appreciated in corporate America, or maybe I wasn't able to have that space, that platform to do what I thought I was called to do. Um, so getting over that was the first hurdle i had really had to get over uh, but that was and then as i got into entrepreneurship it was more of you know i really do have skills and abilities that i think that can impact my community um so yes it, it's very scary in the beginning i do not i did not know everything um i did not have all the professional development that I needed, maybe not all the employees, maybe not a real well-structured business plan. But as I kept going back to corporate America, I felt like something was missing. 
and that's when I knew entrepreneurship was for me. It's the way I thought, um, my innovation um, abilities, um, the way I related to people. And that is what made me think or made me actually just go out there and put it all into entrepreneurship. And it's uh, one probably the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Great. It sounds, it sounds like things are going well, and I appreciate you sharing uh, some of that. Aria, let me come back uh, to you, too, and kind of ask, you know, kind of a similar uh, question. This is, you, you, you go from uh, working from other people to, uh, to deciding you're going to go out on, on, on your own and, and become an entrepreneur. Um, so, so talk, talk about that thought process uh, in, in your head, the steps that, uh, that you're going through, and, and uh, again, help, help share for aspiring entrepreneurs some things they should be thinking about as they're thinking about making a step similar to what you and Crystal have taken. Absolutely, thank you. I I think back on when I was contemplating making the decision. I was, you know, a part-time stylist and I was working part-time at a bank, banking institution and it was just like, okay, I'm starting to get more and more calls. The clientele, that, that demand was starting to grow and it was like, starting to interfere with my part-time at the bank. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, Aria, you've always wanted to do this. Let's pray about this. So I started praying about it and I talked to my husband about it. And it was actually a New Year's resolution. I am going to leave my part-time job at the bank and I'm just going to step out on faith. And what I realized is when I stepped out, I had placed myself in a position where I felt like the bank was a guaranteed check at the end of two weeks where where I'm doing hair I'm basically I'm dependent upon my clients you know and life happens people don't show people you know have things that come up and they can't make their appointment well there there's no money when there's no client in the chair so it's very scary but you have to just dig deep and just there's a plan you can you can plan for those no shows and you know life happenstances so it was it was one of those situations where i have a very very supportive family and my husband was like don't worry about it we're gonna be okay and so there was a quote that i saw that you know people think entrepreneurs are rich you know we take a risk on being broke every day and it's just but it's something that i enjoy doing so in a way it's it's warranted. It's it's a good risk to take. And so I just look back at that and where I was looking for that guaranteed check at the end of two weeks. At one point, I realized that paycheck was something that I could do on a day as a stylist. So it's just something that just keeps driving me. You know, I just keep pushing forward and I appreciate the the. The, all of the lessons and all of the scary times where it just was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I should just go back to that guaranteed money. But at the same time, it's more rewarding for me to do what makes me happy and brings me joy. Great, great, great story. Thanks for sharing that. And again, we'll we'll continue to dive into that. Bethany, I want to come back your way for a second because part of your your job is to uh, uncover these uh, gems and, and and provide assistance uh, uh, along the way and so 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 the hustle program was was developed a, a few years ago you've been through a couple cohorts now talk to us a little bit about um, that program uh, you know kind of its intent and some of the things that 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 are part of that program to help entrepreneurs as they're uh, traveling a journey much like Aria or Crystal or have been traveling 
Sure. So first off, it's a bit of a selfish journey because I get to live through the entrepreneurs that are going through the program and, and taking the risks and celebrating their wins. Um, and so I, this program is a bit of my entrepreneurial endeavor in that um, we did a lot of math. You hear this phrase a lot in our world of the mapping of the ecosystem. So looking at what exists in the South and Elkhart region to support entrepreneurs and then saying what doesn't exist. And so what we saw, what didn't exist, and as you heard, both of these women are established business owners. And so they, they had a business that was operating. And so we said, well, there is programming for startups. If they're innovation-led, you've got the Ideas Center and um, the Startup South and Elkhart Pre-Accelerator. If they're women-owned, maybe it's starting with an idea, more in that, that pre-revenue stage. Then you've got the SPARK program at the Women's Entrepreneurship Initiative at St. Mary's. Um, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching through, um, uh, through the SBDC and SCORE mentorship. What was really missing was a cohort model which creates camaraderie and accountability specific for minority and women-owned businesses that are already in business that um, predominantly, if not all of our participants, are full-time business owners. It's not a side hustle for them. Or if it is, they have a couple entrepreneurial endeavors that they're working on. Um, and so we said, how might we serve them? And how might we help create sustainability within their company structure, create access to opportunities that they might not otherwise have, um, create access to information? Because um, frankly, there's a, a gap there in getting information out to all the communities of our region when it comes to entrepreneurship and getting access. We know a lot of business done in this region is who do you know and and where? how long have you lived here? You know, where do, where do you, where do you live, that sort of thing. So how might we kind of break down some of those barriers to provide more access? That's really what we looked at. And so when we kicked this off in late 2019, this year has been a crazy one, obviously, and so keeping track of time has been rough for me. But uh, we kicked it off in 2019 and we did it. It was in person, a full day session once a month. It was wonderful. We had, um, we had nine graduates that first year and it was great and it was amazing. And then COVID hit. And so just like any, uh, any of our entrepreneurs, we had to pivot and we pivoted fast. We weren't going to do our second cohort until the fall, um, but recognized that we need to do something now. And so what we did was we brought it all online. We accelerated the pace. We opened up some funding direct to our graduates of our first cohort and then also our second cohort to, to support whatever those pivots may be. So we don't say you have to be an innovation-led company with Hustle. You can be, we have one, Ellen Joyce, that owns Digital Trade School, that is. Um, but how might we support, if you're a Main Street business, if you are creating a business that you wanna hand off to the next generation in your family, how do we support that? And maybe we see opportunities and ideas. Um, I don't wanna speak for any of our entrepreneurs, but there are things, some are making products that, okay, could we accelerate the packaging of that? Could we connect you to a manufacturer that could get that moving faster? Um, and so just seeing those sorts of things. And so we teach on um, a lot of different things. We work with a, a, another local entrepreneur, Selena Green helps us facilitate the program. And so we look at um, financials, access to capital, certification, personal well-being to support your business well-being. You know, if you're not in a good state of mind, it's hard to run a business. Um, and so we run through these there. We did it on Zoom, like I said, and it's a closed group. 
We sometimes have some drop off at the end of it, which is totally fine. Every program's not for every entrepreneur. And now we're moving into an aftercare program. So running through the end of this year, we're gonna, they are meeting um, every two weeks for two hours as a group to have discussions, hold each other accountable, look at where are their possible joint venture opportunities um, and carrying that on through the, the rest of this year. And um, the, so far the response of the community has been overwhelmingly positive. And really I get an email probably once a week, how do I, how do I get signed up for this program? How do I do this? Can we bring it to our, our neighborhood? And the fact of the matter is Zoom has opened a lot for us. Um, while we at the partnership consider our region to be close, some folks over it, on the fringes of both sides of the counties can, can say, well, that's too far of a drive. Well, now you can just sit at home in your jammies and be a part of it. So we see that as a gift. Um, and so we're, we're really excited to open up applications by the end of this year for the next cohort to, to come through and it'll all be done through Zoom. Someday we're hoping to we know we will do in-person networking with the group, and I, I hope that we continue to keep these these bonds strong so that we can do business together. Great, Th thank you, Bethany. Hey, guys, we're gonna take a quick break here and we're gonna run out uh, into the field. George Lepinotis, my co-host, is out uh, sharing another one of those great entrepreneur stories. George, let me throw it to you. Thanks, Jeff. I'm right here downtown South Bend at Cinco Five International, one of our favorite restaurants, and I know one of your own as well. I'm joined by the owner, Leonardo Duran. Leonardo, thank you for being with me. Thank you. Leonardo, before we went on camera, you described yourself when I asked you to tell me what your job title was as owner, dishwasher, a little bit of everything. Tell me a little bit about Cinco Five International and your role here. Well, my here, uh, so everything started because of my dad. He's the one that um, went in his own place. I came in the picture maybe a year later that it opened. So October of this year will be our sixth year anniversary. And the family was here, so that's how I that's awesome. And you started working at the restaurant. You've done all of the different jobs like I did when I grew up in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, but at some point, you became aware of the Hustle Program. That is sponsored by the South Bend Elkhart Regional okay. Partnership. Tell me a little bit about that program and how you became involved. So it was an email sent to me through DTSB. And uh, actually, the due date that the application was uh, due, I submitted it. I was kind of hesitant, like, ah, I don't know if I should or not. So then I got enough courage to do it, and uh, yeah, that's how. It's funny just, you use the word courage. Sometimes that's what it takes to grow yeah, and learn, isn't yeah. it? So you applied, you were accepted, and you went through the program. I know you were yeah. one of the first graduates of the program. Yes. Uh, and that was last year that you graduated? I think it, was the, it ended in the January or February of this uh, okay. year. So yes, from the first. All right, and as people can hear, the restaurant's busy and people are calling and people are here, so I'm not gonna take too much of your time, but tell me, what was it about that hustle program? What did that give you that maybe your experience already working at the business didn't give you? So this is where we knew, I knew how to, everybody, we knew how to work a station, dishwashing, cooking, but none of us knew how to manage a business, run a business, uh, stuff that people don't see behind, you know, uh, the back end. Um, so. Hustle is what helped uh, me understand more of those numbers. Or and for those that haven't come to the restaurant, it's, it's very modern and clean and it's decorated very sparsely. But I do notice up over my shoulder, you do have your little hustle uh, trophy yeah. from graduation. Is that right? Yes. Sir. So you are proud of the program and it did help you achieve some things, especially maybe as we went into COVID. Tell me about that. What were those skills like and what would happen when the economy kind of shut down and restaurants suffered? So we ended up closing on uh, April 
And uh, so that gives me a whole month to pretty much restructure how we actually work and uh, use all of the knowledge I learned from Hustle. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it had a change a lot. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And that training that you received at Hustle, was was that helpful in you redefining the business while you sat around? Oh, yes, to see yes, what yes, happen? yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right, well, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for sharing your story. It's a great place for those who haven't come down. It's located here in downtown South Bend, I believe on LaSalle Street. Uh, Colfax. Colfax, that's right. Yeah, Colfax. And uh, it's a great place for lunch or dinner. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jeff, I'm going to toss it back to you in the studio because I'm about to have a great lunch. You still have work to do on describing what it is that the Hustle program can do for young, minority, and women entrepreneurs. George, thank you. Appreciate it. Another great story. Bethany, we've got these great stories all over of, of some really successful entrepreneurs. Really appreciate that. So, um, Crystal, I'm going to come back uh, your way in our last uh, five minutes or so. And, and, and again, I'm thinking of other entrepreneurs as, as they're watching. Uh, you know, you've been through, you know, kind of hustle and the support that is provided. You've been in business now uh, for a couple years and such. So anything that you um, you wished you knew then that you knew now that uh, that you could pass on to or, or to anybody else. I, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking of of, uh, of important lessons that you might have learned along the way that might be helpful to other entrepreneurs. Oh yes, well I have two things in my actually. So the first I'm going to say if I could get in, if I would have been able to get into entrepreneurship t even ten years ago, I would have done that. I would have taken the plunge. I would have gotten over the fear much sooner. Um, just like Aria said earlier, doing something that you love and that that brings you joy, there's no other feeling like that. And I really believe if you're if you do something that you enjoy and love, the money will come. So don't chase the money, but really chase your passion, go after your dreams, and the money will come. Um, the second thing I wanted to say is with Hustle SBE, one of the most important things I've learned is really stay connected with the community, be involved, volunteer, don't be afraid to um, get uncomfortable, because that's the only way that you can grow. Um, and use those resources to stay connected because if people do not know you exist they can't support you um, so those are two things that i would say great thank you and and aria i'm going to come your way for this uh, same thing the same question as well too so is there a, a lesson that you that you wished you knew then that you knew now or, or some piece of advice or something that you would share with a a uh, another entrepreneur who is thinking about doing what you've done i would have to say going back you know all the way to high school my mom, my biggest like motivator. There was something that she told me, Aria, go to beauty school while you're in high school so when you graduate, you get your license. My advice, never discount someone else's input or suggestion, especially if it's something they see you doing, go for it, just try it, go for it. I wasted 20 years <laughs> trying to run from something that was in me, that was birth, I mean, it was, from birth, I'm sure it was in me. So that's one lesson that I've learned. Don't discount something that someone sees in you because if they see it in you, it's something that you're doing and you're showing. So go ahead and run with that. Just try it. There's no harm in trying it. And I would say like Crystal, um, Hustle SBE, wow, what a godsend. Like it really, really made me look into my business and on a much deeper level yes i understand that my my clients are the base of my business they are the backbone of my business however in order for me to have those clients as my base and backbone backbone 
I have to give them something. It's something that they're getting from me. So I really appreciate everything, the mentors, the the support, the, the community that has been created through Hustle SBE. Bethany is awesome. Program is a godsend. <laughs> Great, thank you, Ria. Appreciate that. And again, reminding our our listeners or those viewing, uh, Bethany Hartley uh, from the South and Elkhart Regional Partnership, Ria Miner from Blessed Images, Crystal Lax from Crystal Clear Consulting or Crystal Clear Recruiting are our guests today, and we really appreciate that, uh, ladies. It's been a real honor. I can't believe how quickly the time has gone. Thank you for sharing your inspirational stories, Bethany. One final word. Can you, uh, for for those who we might have piqued their interest on the Hustle uh, program, remind them where they can find information about uh, perhaps participating in the next cohort? Sure. So folks can go to hustlesbe.org and they'll find out information about upcoming application deadlines and criteria. Great. And I would encourage you to reach out to Aria or Crystal. I'm sure they both would be able to help you can track them down on, on the web. That's it for our show today. Thank you for watching on WNIT or listening to our podcast. To watch this episode again or the extended version of this show or any of our past episodes, you can find Economic Outlook at WNIT.org or find our podcast on most major podcast platforms. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. I'm Jeff Ray. I'll see you next week. This WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.